Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 121 of the Pico Serenity Podcast. And as always, I am one of your hosts, Emilson. Joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. Who is maybe a little bit... A uh, bit under sick, the weather. A little bit under the weather. Uh, but uh, yeah, sorry. So this is, I think, two weeks in a row we've done late episodes. Yeah, on Monday, yeah. We get them in, though. We get them in. We're just yeah. a day late at this point. I, IRL, IRL intervened on uh, on me yet again. And so here we are on the Monday recording again. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Such it works. A, Such is life. Um, but yeah, so today we are primarily going to be talking about Season 4 stuff because Season 4 releases tomorrow. Um, and... Uh, Maybe talking a little bit about how little we still know. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll go through it, but I think that's the the theme of season four is that they released a bunch. They said they released a bunch of information and then didn't. Then we finally got it all at the end, but still nothing yeah. on PTR. So we, all we can go by is some notes that they set out that they might get into the live version of the game. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So that's going to be an adventure tomorrow. Uh, yeah. But there's also. Uh, Dragonfly Alpha news. Not anything monk related. There's a little bit though of tank stuff. Uh, we got protection paladin, talent tree, and we're not really going to. There's a mage tree as well. We're not going to talk about it because we're not. Who plays mages? Bad class. So uh, yeah, I guess uh, let's kick things off. Yeah, I guess real quick, I uh, I did want to say how did um how did, did you re? I think you said last week you were only rating on. Friday, right this week? Wow, that was Friday the plan. and Sunday. It Ooh. ended up being more reprog than expected because it's just the number of people that we had out. Yeah. Um, we just had like we we were subbing probably five or six people. And when oh, wow, over yeah. a quarter of your raid team hasn't killed a boss yet, or hasn't killed it with you, it it takes more time. Like Lords of Dread was actually kind of a wall. Lords of Dread was a yeah. huge pain in the ass. Uh, Rigolon was actually not that bad, but it did still take like a solid hour to get down. Um, and then the Jailer was actually significantly easier than any of the previous bosses. So, <laughs> I that, that literally is my exact same experience. We wiped we wiped twenty one times to Lords on Tuesday because we we extended. Yeah. So we only went back to get Lords and the Jailer. Um, we wiped to Lords 21 times. We wiped to Jailer four times yeah. and killed it with 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 six new people for both fights. Yeah. Which is just crazy. We ended up um, having people, like, on Friday, our comp for the Jailer was kind of in that same, like, lots and lots of new people in some critical roles, people playing off specs. Like, we had our, our Boomkin playing Resto Druid and stuff like that. Oh, nice. We had our healer that was out of town get back in time to raid Sunday. So we gave the Jailer some time with, like, every new person in and ended up nice. for the purposes of, of just getting it done, swapping things around to have fewer new people in and just, just wrap up that boss, which kind of sucks because there's a couple people that we could have maybe spent a couple extra hours and gotten CE for them. Like we, we, we would have gotten it, I think, but yeah. we just went with bringing, bringing in the old guard 
and ending raid at like the 90 minute mark instead of the four hour mark. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we struggled a little bit, like I said, but jailer, I mean, having progressed that fight up to the start of like P3, so never really seeing most of P3, P3 is a joke. Like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We got, we, we got the first time we got through P3. So the first time we got to ads, killed the ads and then pushed it to P4, we killed the boss. And it was all just our raid leader being like, okay, run here. Now run close. Now run away. And like the boss fell over. I was like, what? What is going on? Yeah. That is like, I. now you maybe have better context for when I said I wanted them to like rebalance the jailer. Because the way yeah. the, the fight works now is it's just like all phase one and phase two. And like, I'm sorry, but phase one is just kind of, it's not not no. very fun i would rather spend more time doing the like phase three stuff and phase four stuff than effectively zero time doing either getting to ignore all of the mechanics and killing the boss like i would rather spend less time in phase one yeah yeah no but it was uh so it means i got my ce so i'm very Congrats. excited about that very excited but yeah no it was uh it was a short raid week i think we were done in like yeah, it was like two and a half hours i think um yeah three hours yeah. by the time we're done so no but uh but yeah season i guess sort of similar experience both of us had is that yeah those the bosses before the jailer much more difficult than the jailer for sure yeah we actually like we kind of uh crushed anduin last week it anduin was one of our better bosses but yeah just spent too much time on other things yeah i'd have to check i think anduin yeah was like a maybe like a four or five pull boss again um it was like Holandris and lords were like the big walls for us yeah. um when we were doing it so yeah um but speaking of trying to get kills in right before the end there's a bunch of stuff going away that's sort of the first news thing i think is like yeah a bunch of the achievements for season three are going away so that includes ahead of the curve and cutting edge for jailer of course um but then also all the mythic plus achievements go away so like all your keystone conquerors you know keystone master those ones and the keystone hero achievements um which for all the dungeons that aren't in season four also be unattainable right so a bunch of stuff ending with season three as we start season four so if you didn't get it in you have if you're an na like what 12 hours to figure it out if that yeah so if you're eu you have an extra day um but this is also the i don't know when the score like requirement cutoff is locked in for the the title for like the top 0.1% or whatever it is. Um, I know a couple people that are trying for that and are currently above the, the threshold for it. And uh, hopefully, oh, that's cool. Hopefully uh, stay above the threshold for it. That's nice. Yeah. I guess the, the key thing too, though, is the jailer mounts and actually Sylvanas mounts stay. So the mythic only mounts yeah. are still a hundred percent drop rate in season four. So yeah, that's actually one of the, those mounts. One of the things that we're not super sure of with like a bunch of uncertainty about season four is where we're fitting in mountain farming. Yeah. Because if we have to spend like most of every raid week in the faded raid, then maybe it becomes like an off night thing because we're going to have 26 eye levels over, over what the actual raid requires. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, maybe it's like you eventually get to it, right? Yeah, but it's definitely there is no way that we're only doing it on faded weeks, right? Because it's 
Yeah. You you will get one third as many mounts that way. And we don't know how long we have until Dragonflight and don't want to end up with like, hey, Dragonflight's next month. And we're like, oh, crap, we still need 10 mounts and we only have four weeks. Yeah. I mean, I know our team, we're going to prioritize at least getting the Anduin skip. So I think we need one more week. Like this week will be the week that we get it coming up. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, get the Anduin skip this week. Yeah. And we'll prioritize that this week and really on Tuesday just to see, like we'll see from other guilds what Nathria looks like on Faded. Yeah. And see if it's worth even going in. Um, but we'll probably dabble a little bit like for half our raid night maybe. So yeah, we'll see. More about Faded, I think, in a bit. But uh, yeah, where being a weekend guild has its perks, we're going to be watching and seeing what happens on Tuesday, knowing that we have yeah. until Friday for things to get fixed. I know I'm jealous, to be fair. You could raid that. weekends too. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so cool. So then um, so that's all season three stuff ending. Get your achievements if you can, your titles. You know, if not, sorry. Those season four stuff that you can collect. Um, next up is a actually a brand new off the presses announcement. Um, Blizzard is hosting what they're calling a WoW variety show on Twitch on August 24th. And it's got basically it's like just an announcement. Um, but basically what it looks like is there's going to be four teams of celebrities, one celebrity on each team, and then like a bunch of random people. So like you or I could sign up or, you know, anybody who's listening. Yeah. And you'll go through a set of like tasks. So it looks like it's a uh, leveling. So a race to level with like probably certain things, like certain things you have to do mixed in. Um, a scavenger hunt. So maybe like finding things in the world. So like going to like a pe- part of the world and trying to find something. And then a foot yep. race. So an on-ground mount race through Azeroth, which seems yep. fun. If you've um, uh, seen the running of the gnomes, there's yeah. going to be some similarities there, I feel like. Yeah. So it um it looks like it's only open to North America folks to start with. So with this first one. Um but it seems like a cool, weird event uh, they're putting on from like a community perspective. So, um, yeah, it seems like it's it's fun. So it's basically your four captains plus four additional people on each team. So there's basically 16 spots for your non-celebrities to, to join. So um, it seems like a fun little event. So that's, uh, it'll be on August 24th on a Wednesday. Could be cool to check out. Yeah. Uh, these like weird extra things seem like fun stuff for like them to put on um it seems like season four is like they're like hey we're just having fun for a couple months not take the game too seriously which um yeah. kind of nice i'll say for like an end of expansion thing yeah um because like yeah, typically it's... like you're oh, sorry oh no go ahead i was gonna say typically like the only end of expansion fun stuff is that pre-patch area where it's like you get yeah. all the power or all the nerfs from like going into the next expansion. And so like you have two weeks to have fun and like the next expansion starts and you'll level yeah. and leave the old content. This way we get like at least a couple weeks, couple months to, to mess around. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, should yeah. Be, should be cool. I have no idea what to expect from that reality show or <laughs> variety show beyond. I don't know. We're, we'll see. We'll see. I think it'll be cool. I think it'll end up being pretty cool. So um and cool and then i guess the last thing in our last week's news before we get to the main topic of season four is you mentioned they did release a, a bunch of talent trees not a bunch but they used talent trees for mages and then yeah. two of the three paladin specs so prot and Rhett got theirs holy still not out um but uh but yeah I, I think you said you had a chance to mess around with the paladin a little bit yeah i've done some dungeons with it i've done uh, a bunch of testing playing around different builds 
um, because this is closer to my wheelhouse than basically any of the other talent trees we've gotten. Um, Because Paladin has been like my secondary tank for multiple expansions now. Um, And I will say there are, I think, some issues. Like there's a lot of new stuff in the tree. There's a lot of not yet implemented stuff like this one. Uh, after you spend one holy power, your next word of glory echoes on a nearby ally at thirty uh, percent effectiveness. Numbers subject to change, um, but also just completely unimplemented. So there's a number of talents like that in the tree right now. There's a few that are giving far too much like cooldown reduction, like uh, this one right here. Righteous Protector is instantly resetting the cooldown of Avenging Wrath and Guardian of Ancient Kings because it actually is giving five hundred seconds off of the cooldown instead of 0.5. Um, so yeah, just a number of things like that. And then the, like we've seen this a little bit with a couple of other classes where there are rank twos of spells that didn't get baked into the, like just the version of it that you learn. So like Avenger shield is missing its interrupts right now because, uh, that's part of the rank two. There's a couple other rank twos that are like that as well. Um, and then some actual changes to like the core of the class. Specifically, Avenger Shield doesn't give holy power anymore, which completely like changes a number of different talents. Like Divine's Toll gets much worse when it doesn't give you uh we've got Divine Toll on the tree right over here for protection paladins. It doesn't give you five holy power like it does on live. Um so that's yeah. a pretty significant nerf to that ability. Uh and it also puts pressure on you to take things like crusader's judgment even on aoe crusader's judgment is primarily a single target like talent right now um but without this talent you don't get holy power from your avenger shield resets uh with grand crusader so there's some things like that there's a lot of very interesting stuff some stuff i'm excited about uh like there's a talent that makes your avenger shield uh deal damage to all the targets around it um and each hit of the Avenger Shield does that. So if you take this and the talent right below it that gives you two extra targets on your Avenger Shield jumps, then you hit like five targets. And if they're all stacked, they all hit each other with this. And like right now, oh, the wow. numbers on it are like a little bit low, but we've seen this kind of effect be extremely good before. The fact that the Avenger uh-huh. Shield is target capped makes it fairly safe. Like the last time we saw this, it was an enhancement shaman thing with their fire totem that was like every target hitting every other target so if you had 20 targets you're like every enemy in the pack is getting hit 20 times that's not how it's going to work with avenger shield because you're just only getting five hits every time um right yeah but it's still like super good uh right now at least um but yeah so there's there's definitely some issues to be worked out uh but we will have to have to see how things ultimately play out, especially once they get some of the bug fixes in. Yeah. Um, the there was a blue post about a couple of things like confirming that the rank twos are going to be coming back for the most part. So things like the okay. Avenger Shield interrupt is confirmed to be coming back, and it's just a bug that it's not in right now. As well as con- gotcha. confirming a design change for protection paladins going forward where like in shadowlands they have a hundred percent uptime on avengers uh on uh, shield of the righteous um uh-huh. that is explicitly not a goal for oh uh, dragonflight they're going to be 
the I think the blue post put the I don't remember what the blue post put the target at. It's going to be like sixty percent or something, right? It's going to be up a gotcha. significant portion of the time. But the idea is kind of the same thing where in BFA Brewmaster had Irons Converter that was just like a maintenance buff and was yeah. very annoying and not very fun. Um, they're trying to prevent protection paladin from becoming that i think uh so try gotcha. to make it so you have your passive uh like your defensive like kind of passive stuff come from actually like passive or low button press stuff like consecration um and then chill of the righteous being more like having more oomph we'll see if they succeed but that's the idea interesting interesting well that's cool i mean is the is like the consensus that the tree is like decent, like it's a a good starting point as a tree, or is there like some? I mean, other than I honestly like, couldn't tell you. There's some some sure. like there's just a bunch of stuff still that is broken. That gotcha. it just makes it really difficult to tell. There's some weirdness where like I uh, the three capstones for protection paladin. Um, one of them feels like it probably just. I don't know. Feels very boring to me. The second one is Eye of Tear, which if you don't remember that, that was their Legion artifact ability. Yeah. Yep. And it's just a one minute, like 25% damage reduction that does some damage. Uh, and then the third capstone is Divine Toll, which got heavily nerfed by the re removal of uh, Holy Power from Avengers Shield. So, gotcha. like right now, especially, well, there's, I think, two things. One, with the lower uptime on Shield of the Righteous, I feel like Eye of Tear is just, like, mandatory pretty much 100% of the time. Like, gotcha. unless you're on a fight where you're just not tanking that often, you just always have to take Eye of Tear to cover gaps in your mm -hmm. mitigation. Um, and then that also puts you in a situation where currently you can't take multiple capstones. So... Right, yeah. That just means, I mean, actually, so, no, sorry, back that up. You can't on PTR right now or on Alpha right now because you're level 60. Uh, but with the extra talents from reaching level 70, you'll be able to get like two capstones. Two, yeah. Uh, or like you'll be able to pick up like Eye of Tear and Divine Toll, for example. Um, maybe uh -huh. not the Divine Toll upgrade, but, you know, it just puts you in a situation where you're basically always taking that one capstone and very rarely taking the other capstones. So, I don't know. Uh, that gotcha. is something that is also going to depend on numbers because it could also be that your passive defenses are just good enough that you don't need Eye of Tear. And then that problem goes away. But if Eye of Tear is like super important for your Mythic Plus mitigation, then you're just always taking it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that's cool. I mean, it sounds like some some good is there. Um, interesting that they got ahead of some of like, I guess, the design decision stuff for paladins though yeah um yeah hopefully i mean um i mean hopefully it turns out i think the i think we're we'll see the monk trees this week right but per my uh per your yeah, prediction monk trees are tomorrow my prediction so uh it'll be good to see like what they what they say about those i will say um i hope that monks or really any class is getting the same treatment hunters are with their like now i think it's up to nine blue posts and like yeah. two major redesigns of like their talent trees at this point or maybe yeah. not major redesigns is the wrong way to I mean, phrase it i think like, i think like the survival large. tree from what i was yeah. from the people i was talking to needed major redesigns that one was like yeah. fundamentally had major issues 
I don't think the Paladin one is like in the fundamental major issues ter- territory. It's just gotcha. got a lot of things that are like, um, like there are a couple places you could like reduce point costs and it would be better by a lot. And a couple places where it's just like, I can't evaluate this right now because something is broken. And then a bunch of places right. where it's like, this entirely depends on what the numbers are, whether you need to take this or not, because of the, like, if we're not expecting to have a hundred percent shield of the righteous up time, maybe I don't need eye of tear. Maybe the other talents are good enough to make up for it. Or maybe I do need eye of tear. And that's just how it plays. Kind of like protection warrior covering shield block downtime with yeah. defensive CDs. So hard to say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, cool. Any anything else on the the paladin tree from your side? Uh no, I did. I did some dungeons as protection paladin on alpha, and I will say, if you go and you try it, just take IF tier. Like you'll be tempted to take other <laughs> things. Go straight down, get IF tier, and then you can go over and get like soaring shield, and ignore divine toll. Just it's bait right now. Don't get it. <laughs> Once they add the interrupt back, it'll have at least like a niche of like mass aoe silence yeah um but for now just just go for eye of tear and, and soaring shield and and you'll be fine that's hilarious all right it's cool cool um and yeah, like we said i think the other talent tree that came out last week was mages i don't have anything to say about them um they're they're keeping a bunch of their legendaries multiple i think i saw at least two of the covenant okay. abilities but beyond that, like, not a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, any other news from last week before we jump into sort of some of the, the season four? Oh, there is info? one thing. There is okay. one. And this kind of goes into the season four info. Uh, right. Warcraft Logs is capping external buffs in season four. Ooh. Okay. Okay. What's the cap? So, What's the cap? Basically, the cap is for each of the four major external buffs that are available in retail right now, you can get them effectively from one source. And it's very like, it's not a super strict cap because we were dropping this like on Friday, right? Like there's not very much time for people to plan around it with Tuesday being so soon. Um, But it is going to mean that, you know, the logs that people meme about with like 70 externals will not get rankings anymore. Uh, and this is not like a permanent change per se. Like it's right. it's a change that we could make in time for season four just because it was super clear that people wanted us to do something about gotcha. like feeding people externals. But we couldn't do any of the more like technically challenging ones in time. And there's other factors to consider for something like a bunch of people wanted us to just outright ban like PI and stuff like that. Like you don't rank at all if you yeah. get power infusion and you're not a priest uh, or like if you get a power infusion, that's not your own. Um, yeah. And there's a bunch of like really questionable knock on effects of doing that. So. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I saw Kira's, um, his, his tweet about it, which was basically like people want us to like create two like leaderboards essentially, but then also they don't, they want them to like outlaw, like just power infusion. So he's like, basically he's like a bunch of people want us to sit in the middle, which then maybe 
you know, affects site performance because we have to run the calculation essentially twice, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's so you guys just ended up capping it. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. I mean, for now we ended up capping it because it's just like That's this option right? was yeah. not that hard to implement. We didn't have to worry like in a progression environment, it is generally not correct to put multiple power infusions on the same target because they don't stack with each other. You can't have like two power infusions at once. Um, they right. re refresh and extend the buff. So if you get power infusion while well, you have power infusion, you get power infusion for longer, but it's not it's not really stacking it that way. Um, so it's basically not correct to put multiple power infusions on the same target at the same time. But right. It would be correct in some scenarios to be like power infusion plus blessing of autumn on the same target at the same time. That would be really good for a mage, for example. Right. Um, so if you were like having your mage do like some super big combustions, then that's a completely valid way to progress a boss. Um, so we didn't for this season. We're like, well, we can try this small thing of capping it. We don't want the cap to be zero because that has implications. <laughs> right, right, right. But the cap is is basically that you can get it from one person. Oh nice. I mean it makes I think it makes sense, right? In terms of like the because the, the key thing I think people are always worried about is their ranking, right? So like yeah. the idea is if you're a better player than another player in the like you show that by having a very equal playing field and everybody can have at least one of these external buffs, right? Yeah. That. So, I mean, it's power infusion basically doesn't matter. Like these externals do not matter for percentile ranks. So if you're looking at your parse percentile, power infusion has very minimal impact on the cutoffs for each percentile. Very minimal oh. impacts. Unless you have like a huge majority of the class or the spec getting externals which is maybe maybe the one case where that's true is demonology warlocks right now right yeah but for everything else like there's so many parses that do not have externals they are by far like the default like so outside of like the top 100 your parse percentile is really not impacted by being like having a well okay i guess let me rephrase this if you currently have let's say an 88 if we removed all of the pi parses you would be not very likely to go up further than like 289 right, right yeah. but if you have an 88 and you got pi then you would probably go up further because you would go up to like a 92 or 93 just kind of for free for having the external right. so it's like power infusion and stuff like that is way overblown it's way way gotcha. way overblown but it <laughs> is enough. um is very unpopular very very unpopular so uh, i would enough. not ex i would not expect the parse percentiles for virtually anyone to to be significantly different in season four um the gotcha. only difference will be in like the top 100 we won't have these like uh you know 70 there's one that's like over 100 externals on somebody on like a mythic vigilant guardian killer or something I, I saw that yeah yeah so that that's the major impact is that just those won't be the case it is going to make it slightly easier if you're someone that can already compete for a top 100 parse like you're capable of doing that on your own mm -hmm. 
it makes the playing field, it makes it much more accessible to actually do that because most people can find a single person to PI them. It is much right, harder yeah. to find two or three. And you do see a number of parses in the top 100 that are, you know, two power infusion sources. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, but it sounds like, yeah, it, it really only will affect like the outliers, which like typical wow things affects maybe like 1% of the total population, but yeah. everybody else gets up in arms about it. So, yeah. And like we were somewhat careful in putting these together. It should be hard. That's the other thing about like hard banning PI is it makes it possible to uh, just like remove someone's ranks by just throwing a PI on them. Doesn't matter if it's right, at a good yeah. time or not. If you throw a PI on them and we outright ban PI, then you don't get a rank anymore because someone trolled you. And that's not like a major, major concern, but it is something that would happen and we have to deal with. The way we have it set up with the caps, it should be relatively difficult to troll people. You basically need like two priests cooperating to troll someone. Gotcha. Fair enough. That's good. That's good news. It's good news. I do have two priests in my raid, so we could, we could yeah, start trolling we do some as well. DPS. So they could like they could like do some protection money stuff. Like, hey, you're doing pretty good tonight. Uh, give us a hundred hundred grand, and we won't pi you. You know, <laughs> it's possible. It's possible, but exactly. <laughs> um, it's it's a lot less likely than if we just like banned pi. So. That's yeah. why for that's why for season four we just did like a thing we could actually do in the weekend and not yeah that doesn't mean it's what we're doing for Dragonflight no idea what we're doing for Dragonflight still but uh, the options that people really wanted we definitely couldn't do for season four yeah yeah I mean the the two separate partitions just seems like a massive like even just technical undertaking versus. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of engineering work to make that happen. Yeah. It seems unfun and also a lot of money. So, <laughs> the support. Uh, well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, well, cool. Any other final things before jumping to season four? Okay. Um, well, so season four is Tuesday, tomorrow in, the, in North America, and Wednesday in Europe, and then I think Thursday in Asia. Yeah. Um, and so Blizzard released finally released a bunch of information. Their treasure trove information came out um, late, actually, like on Friday, I think, um, yeah. last week. Um, and then it was like the full patch notes. And I think we can touch on a couple of things. I think we should touch on a couple of things there. But they did release the full patch notes along with sort of a like abbreviated FAQ almost of like what's happening in season four. Um, so in right. the patch notes was actually the faded powers finally. So... These were data mined, but I don't think we ever got the full description of them. Yeah. Um, which is a set, and it's still unsure of like how these apply if there's one of these for the week or if there's one per fight or yeah. how it works. But um, basically, the faded powers are a new mechanic you have to do during the fight that increases the power of either your entire raid or like a small subset of players who are interacting with the mechanic, basically. Yeah. Um, so I think. Uh... From what I was looking at these, basically all of them are buffs to your whole raid. Um, so, like, if we look at um, reconfiguration emitter, 
An enemy appears, which continually casts, inflicting cosmic damage to all players if successful. Over time, this enemy gains energy and increases and increased damage done. When defeated, grants a faded infusion, which increases mastery, critical strike, versatility, and avoidance based on the enemy's energy. So this is something like the adds on Lords of Dread, where you just let it sit there casting for a while, and yeah. then kill it for value. Um, and as far as, we, like, I mean, obviously the tooltip is not super specific, but it, it does seem like this would be something that would impact the entire raid. Like, it would give this yeah. buff to the whole raid. It would be like a, a super bloodlust or whatever. Um, the exception appears to be Creation Spark. So targeted players, so targeted players become charged with cosmic damage over time. When this magic dispellable aura is removed, Creation Sparks fly off and impact the ground. This can explode if no player is there to catch it, but if they do, they are rewarded with a powerful faded infusion increasing the flow of time and the movement speed of any player within the radius. So this seems like it, it, there's a lot here that depends on if um, like, is this circle like huge? Is it going to be like a, like a big bear, like meteor, like SLG yeah. meteor that you just have to catch and you like get your whole raid in it and just like all go nuts. Um, or is it going to be like the Anduin catching in, in Mythic where you like have this tiny little puddle that just somebody has to, has to soak. Right, and yeah. those are a lot different. It's going to be really, really annoying if it's uh very small puddles. Cause then it's going to be like, Oh, I mean, who, who gets to catch the creation spark? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or like. I mean, or do you just like all stack up and dispel it and it just lands right on top of the group? That might be like the easiest yeah. way to do it, right? Yeah. So the chaotic essence seems interesting too um, in terms of it just like spawning more and more ads. So it's almost like the um, like the massacre bonus from Diablo 3. Yeah. Where like, there's, uh, there's also, so there's some of the chests, right? That you, you like oh, interact yeah, the with events, the chest yeah. and it starts spawning enemies and the more enemies you kill, the more enemies spawn and then you get like at the end, how much you get from the chest depends on how many enemies you killed. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So the, the essences seem cool. I mean, it looks like they're just generally going to be like damage increases or like even like just power increases, we can call them, right? Um, yeah. To the raid. It's just, again, we don't know how they apply, right? It's like, is it only creation spark in week one? Or is it creation spark in... Uh, like just for like the first boss, and then like the second boss is like a different one of these um affixes. So, powers, yeah. I'm sorry. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know. I am. I, I actually kind of feel like some of these are going to be a lot harder on certain bosses than others. Um. Mm -hmm. Kind of like mythic boss affixes. Like imagine if you get these enemies that spawn during the Kelthazad phase, where like half your raids upstairs, half your raids downstairs, and you have so to awful. like line up the damage checks on those so that they both push out at the same time so that the raid doesn't die. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... Mm, like, that seems like a really bad time for some at enemy at the spawn. Whereas, like, the Chaotic Spark, or the Creation Spark, you can just wait to dispel it until the phase ends, and then dispel it, and everybody catches it, and you go nuts. Yeah. I mean, well... I guess we'll we'll see once once Tuesday rolls around, but yeah, it'll be interesting to how they apply these. Um, 
and then of course there's um there's like the new um currency like surrounding these sort of affixes too yep so basically faded raids now i think you have to kill what is it 10 i I forget there's a number of bosses you have to kill um so you get a sorry let's start back yeah you get a quest when you enter the first faded raid to kill a number of bosses i think it's 20 the first time i think it's 20 15 10 but yeah if you kill 20 faded bosses you'll get a currency one item that allow you to buy any uh trinket or weapon from the three raids basically yeah um and um, you only get three of those for the entire season, but you basically, I think they say by like week four or three or four, you'll have your three currency and you'll be able to buy any weapon uh, or trinket just to like fill holes in your, in your gearing. Yeah. Um, that's the new Dinar, Dinar currency. Yeah. Um, and then along um, with that, oh, sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, they need to be unique bosses. So you can't do oh, like yeah. normal anti-heroic and get 20 in the first week you need to kill 10 unique bosses for Castle Nathria, for example. So you want to kill Shriekwing on at least one difficulty and Huntsman on at least one difficulty. That does mean, like, if you're in a, a Mythic Raiding Guild, unless you literally have exactly 20 people, you're not, like, going to get all 10 from every person in uh, right. in Mythic. So you're going to have to do Heroic or Normal in order to get those last couple of kills for those people. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is fine. Like it's a little <laughs> bit annoying, but it's going to be fine, especially since it's only going to last for the first like three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. And that's kind of lines up with when you would naturally stop doing heroic for just general upgrades. Anyway, like we would typically do, well, obviously sepulcher was different. We did, heroic sepulcher for like i don't know a month and a half however yeah, long it took yeah, us it was to finish getting sets yeah yeah it took a while and then um along with that currency there'll be uh, another thing that drops called um like ciphers i guess they're called confounding ciphers where you'll only get them from heroic and mythic bosses mm-hmm. but if you get 20 of them they'll basically allow you to create an item that can update a faded item to the next difficulty. Right? Not just so the like, next difficulty, but it can skip over one. So if you get 20 of the mythic uh, sure. ones, you can apply it to a normal item and get a mythic item. Yeah. Which is a nice way to like easily upgrade your gear. If you like, you get it to drop on heroic one week and then yeah. don't see it again on mythic, you can easily upgrade it, which is nice. So. Yeah. And that's something where like I had two heroic vein rippers for all of Sanctum. I never got a mythic one. Um, and so this would have actually been really nice because I had plenty of boss kills. <laughs> I, yeah. I would have been able to turn both of those into mythic ones. Um, but obviously couldn't because it didn't exist there. This is actually something that I would really like. I don't think we're going to keep Dinar in Dragonfly. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to do that during like at least the regular progression. I would like to keep these like upgrade items. I think that's a really nice way of being able to say like oh you can you can take your you know vein ripper or sylvanas dagger or whatever it is and you can turn it into a mythic one eventually uh by just like doing the raid on the higher difficulty yeah i think i mean i i think in my mind the number might have to increase right because 20 
boss kills. But you have to do mythic boss kills to do the upgrade. Yeah, it's true. Maybe, I mean, I think it would depend on how big the raid is, right? Like you'd want to yeah. settle around like a two or three week time period. Yeah. That way you get at least two full clears of trying to get the item and then you can upgrade it from an old one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be a nice sort of addition to the game to just smooth out like items you'd want to get that you only ever got on a lower difficulty and just easily upgrade them, right? Yeah. Um, would be nice. The, the other thing too about faded raids is actually the world bosses associated with each raid will be faded too. So yeah, not for like if you're a mythic raider, this isn't helpful. But like if you're gearing an alt, you know, and it's faded Nathria, go back and kill the old world bosses in the four zones, right? Yeah, so Nathria is actually the best for that because there are four world bosses that you can go and do. Um, yeah. The other two raids only have a single world boss that's faded. Um, but, I mean, it's something, I guess. Um, there's a little quirk, actually, in all of this. So the eye level for everything is going up as well. Um, it is going up by just the standard amount for a new raid tier. So it's going mm -hmm. up. Uh, the mythic items are... 26 item levels higher than the current mythic items the lfr requirements for faded raider are also higher yeah it's true uh, actually and they're actually higher to a point that you can't just gear into it by buying stuff from um xerath mortis or doing xerath mortis questing uh i didn't realize you, they didn't upgrade the i love all that stuff interesting no so if you buy all the Sandsworn gear and stuff like that, you will be too low island level to enter LFR. So you oh, need Jesus. to get some gear from either uh, Mythic Dungeons. You don't need to do Mythic Plus, but Mythic Dungeons. Um, or from doing world bosses in order to actually enter LFR. And of course, you can do like the old LFR zones. So you can go into LFR gotcha. Sepulchre when it's not faded which is interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's that's kind of funny that like even if you max out with like 291 legendaries and all the Sandstorm gear that you can equip and a crafted item and all of this, you end up like three or four item levels short of entering LFR. Oh, Jesus. I didn't realize that. That's funny. That's rough. Um, well, you just got to at least, least raid or do a little bit of Mythic Plus to close those yeah. gaps. Yeah, we that's based on, I think, what the number currently is on PTR, which like PTR is missing things and some things are different. For example, mm -hmm. um, the Castle Nathria weapons do not have a faded equivalent on PTR right now. Like if you go to the Kyrian vendor where you would go to get your mythic item from Castle Nathria back in the day, you can't buy a faded version right now. But Scarazar did confirm on Twitter that you will be able to when it actually releases. So, um, like a little bit of a grain of salt there, but I did think it was kind of funny to to note the LFR yeah. situation. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of LFR, if you want to go around the achievements for this, right? Um, yeah. Which is causing some issues, but there is a set of achievements for um, clearing the raid, right? So there's a mount you can get. Is a title, and if you do it all mythic, you actually get portals to each mythic raid, uh, similar to the dungeon, the, like the the mythic plus portals. Yep. Um, but there is one um thing where like certain items will actually not drop in LFR. Um, actually, I think the currency for the dinar doesn't drop in LFR. Um, no, what they were saying the the so, um 
upgrade you don't get upgrade items for LFR or normal. Oh right. The dinar the dinar vendor um gives normal eye level items. So you need the upgrade currency to turn it into like a mythic version. I think gotcha. that's the reason for that. Um I don't know if the dinar stuff works in LFR. I would assume yeah, I think that, the big, no, I think the that big thing the, that oh sorry. I was saying that was the issue on that was up in arms is that I think the quest it's line a says slime you cat mount. The oh slime, yeah, the slime. Yeah, the mount. You cannot so there's a mount. It's a slime cat. I don't have a picture handy, but um people like it. It is only obtainable by doing normal or higher difficulty. Hell yeah. Which I think is fine. I think that's perfectly fine. Um no here. But people got up in arms because it's like they can't get it on LFR. I don't I don't see that as an issue personally. There's a long precedence of like raid mounts you need to do at least heroic. So this being available from normal yeah. is like a a step beyond that. Um which I think is also fine, right? But uh yeah. You can't get that from LFR. Uh, I think Asmongold made a video complaining about it. Yeah, which is like, I think it's the the text. The problem is the text of the actual achievement that goes along with this. It's, it's basically just complete all three faded raids. Yeah. But it doesn't give you like a level to do them, right? And technically yeah. doing them and LFR is completing them, I guess is the idea. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it like even if i was an lfr only player like if i really particularly if it's like if i'm the type of player that's very like ca i hate using the word casual because i think it, people think it's a bad thing but like if i don't care about pushing like top end content right i just sort of play the game at my own speed do what i want if i really wanted something i'd probably do what i needed to get it right yeah. and so if that meant doing normal raids you know yeah and like normal raids are not are not difficult enough that you need to have a, a guild or consistent team to do yeah. them. You can definitely just do pugs to do them. And it might be a little bit difficult to get into it. Uh, like I spent a lot of time on my mage this season, uh, trying to pug raids. And until you can get higher, eye level than the raid drops. It's pretty difficult to get into, uh, the raid. But yeah, you can definitely do it. I did a ton of pugging this season. And uh, that's, I think, the main catch is this. Pugging as a DPS is often a very slow and frustrating experience. Uh, just because of the fact that so many people want to play DPS and so few people comparatively want to play tank or healer or know what to do when they do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a little bit of, I think, drama around that this week, but, um, or weekend, I guess you could say, but, um, but no, I mean, it's, the mount does look really cool. I'm excited to get it. Um, the portals are whatever, but we'll probably end up clearing everything on mythic anyway. So I'll get them. Um, out of the portals never really like, I'm going to get summoned to raids anyway. So it's like, why don't we need a portal? It will yeah. actually be nice for, for me. Cause I'm one of the ones that actually goes to the raid instance. Um, oh, I hadn't really thought ones. about this too much um but this is going to be usable starting like week four you know we're going to yeah. go through the first rotation we're going to get our 
our portal unlock in theory with how it mm-hmm. is hopefully tuned. We're going to get our portal unlock and then we get to just teleport to the raid. Yeah. That's going to be kind of nice. It'll be pretty it'll be pretty fun just to sort of get right there. Yeah. Yeah. I get to experience what it is like to be anomaly. Exactly. Well, yeah, cuz I never I'm well the problem is I bet you it puts you outside the raid. Typically, I'm just summoned directly inside. So I don't yeah, even yeah. deal with the See, actual loading screen. Yeah. Right you're going to be like, yeah, okay, I'll take my portal, guys. Okay, now summon me from here. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's too far to walk. It's, it's too too much work here. Too much work. If you want my services, I have to be summoned in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I think that's most of what we know about the... Well, I guess the other thing around the raid before we move, because there's a, a whole bunch of other stuff that they did, but um, they did release along with this a bunch of um, updates to trinkets within the raids, I guess you could say. So they went through and and provided buffs and nerfs to a bunch of different trinkets and and a couple of weapons um, uh, throughout all three raids. So Sanctum, Nathria, and Sepulcher all got updates and changes to trinkets. I can tell you from a healer perspective, none of them materially changed anything. Um, Genesis Lathe, still a terrible weapon. Um, The actual healer trinkets are still, they're slightly better than they were, but they're not going to change the general ranking of where they were um, back then. So the one nice thing though, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say the only, the one nice thing is that the legendary bow and rogue daggers from both from Sylvanas, right? Yes. Um, Have an increased drop rate, which is nice for your hunters and rogues. So yes, there's also um, the, there's going to be an item on one of the vendors that you can take, if you already have the Sylvanas bow, you can go and upgrade it to normal eye level, AKA 285, um, just kind of for free. So if you've already got one, you get one for next season, kind of just start with. Um, What that also means is you, like the legendary bow drop didn't get removed. So if you're making a new hunter, you could go and run Sanctum on non-faded, um, you know, and then take your legendary bow from that and turn it into a 285. So, oh, yeah. um, pretty much every hunter is going to have this bow, which is fine. It's cool. It's a legendary. It's awesome. Um, yeah. I'm going to actually get one. Probably, I'm going to try and get one on my hunter. Uh, my hunter was like my main before I played monk, but I'm going to try and get one on my hunter. Nice, nice. Yeah, I won't um, be playing my hunter. Um, yeah. No. I think the last time I played my hunter seriously was when they released the beast mastery upgrades where you could um, tame uh, raid bosses. Yes. And I went in, I went in and tamed Chromagus in uh in Blackwing Lair. That's about yes. the last time I played that character. So, oh wait, no. And I got the bows from um from the chat from the mage tower. Oh, okay. The mage yeah. Tower. yeah. Got those. Got those skins for the uh for the for the artifact weapons. So. Yeah, hunters. Uh, yeah, but um, I don't think there are very many in the way of like meaningful tank changes either for these trinket updates. Um, the most relevant one definitely is they updated the Zymox trinket from Sepulcher, pulsating okay. rift shard damage and absorption increased by ten percent, and rift portal charge time reduced to one point five seconds. Was three seconds. 
that second bit of text is actually super important for making the trinket usable at all. Because like before, like the way this trinket works is it um, puts down like if you've done Zymox on in either Castle Nathria or in uh, or in Sepulchre, there's the beams that like spawn mm-hmm. and there's like they they hang out for a second and they you know shoot whatever is standing in them. That's what this trinket is. It's one of those. So this would put one down, and three seconds later it would do damage, and it would shield you for an amount equal to the damage. Or not equal to, but like based on the damage that you dealt, or number of targets right. or whatever. Um, three seconds is actually just kind of a long time. That's that's Yeah, that's a huge like, amount of time. If you're trying to get a shield from this trinket as a tank, you don't want to like push it, and then three seconds later get the shield. Even yeah. 1.5 seconds is kind of pushing it, but it, it is significantly better. And with uh, this may end up being kind of like the replacement for scale uh, because we're not going to be able to get a new higher eye level uh, right. blood spattered scale because the other side will no longer be part of the Mythic Plus rotation. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the like I said, the healer trinket changes are they're good, but yeah. The trinkets are still bad. <laughs> I think the more relevant ones actually are the trinket nerfs, specifically yeah. Old Warrior Soul, which is currently being used on Mythic Jailer by, like, with it still being at Mythic Sylvanas eye level. Um, yeah. And uh, Inscrutable Quantum Device is getting a 25% nerf just, just to really make sure that you're not using a like 278 one from your vault in season four because right, yeah. you won't be able to get one of those starting in season four and they want to make sure that that's not a problem yeah it's funny when i was doing uh when i was doing rank like uh, my wowhead updates or whatever um if you have 278 versions of like changeling and ruby at least for Mistweaver, they're still they're not terrible trinkets right like they're yeah. still usable until you get really a lot of the raid trinkets that drop it at Mythic Island level, but they're like weirdly up there. Like the they're yeah. really over budget, <laughs> especially yeah. if um, you can get your changeling to like switch to the mode that gives you all three stats at once. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very yeah. good. Very good. Um, well, cool. I guess speaking of changeling and. Um, and Mythic Plus stuff, we do get the updated Mythic Plus seasonal stuff coming in. There's a new uh, seasonal affix called Shrouded. Um, it's super boring, but the idea is at the start of a dungeon, you select one of four buffs you want. So do you want crit, haste, verse, or mastery? And then throughout the dungeon, there are Nethrazim infiltrators that you kill, and you gain a stack of that buff. Um, so it's... Sort of like pick your best stat and move forward. Um, it's not too exciting. Um, I will note they nerfed the versatility one. You get half as much versatility as you do from the yeah. other stats. Um, and that is specifically to make sure it doesn't devolve into just everybody always taking versatility because there's always just damage going out. Um, exactly. I think that nerf actually too puts versatility as like almost like a trap option, right? Yeah. Because at this point, you're only going to end up getting it to like five or six percent. It yeah. seems like. I honestly would have them would have rather they just like removed versatility from the options, yeah. which would kind of suck because like if you're playing a tank, you would normally want to pick versatility. Um, mm-hmm. 
like you would want to pick versatility in its unnerfed state pretty much every single time for every single tank. Um, yeah. Except for Blood Decay, which would pick haste. But that's that they nerfed it so significantly feels kind of bad. Like you're going to have people that pick first and don't realize it and they get to the end of the key and they got like no value from the affix. Yeah, they got like six or seven percent first. You're like, great, that's nothing. Yeah. So, and then the people getting haste are like, yeah, uh, look at me. I'm doing yeah. significantly more than you because of the like double stats that I got compared to you. Um, yeah. But it's honestly even with the ones that aren't nerfed, not that much stats. It's like 15% yeah. if you get all of the infiltrators which you probably won't be getting all of them you'll probably be getting like a good chunk of them like 50 percent of them there's 40 you can get up to 40 stacks of the buff the yeah. way it works is that there are regular like there are regular enemies in the pack that will turn into nathrazim infiltrators which will be kind of nice when it replaces one of the hard mobs with an easy one um yeah and then there will also be a kind of big version of it kind of like the um big ads from last season's affix where you had like you know tin can man that would be somewhere in the dungeon or vi i don't even know their names anymore yeah um and so this one is bigger it does the kind of like er buff at the end only the healing bit though not the not the cooldown reduction and it gives five sacks so i think there's like one of those and then 35 others you're probably not getting 40 stacks every pull or every dungeon though, but you'll probably end up getting 20 to 30 in virtually every run. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's like I said, it's not the most exciting affix, but I think the more exciting part is really the fact that we get what six new dungeons, right? Yeah. Um, which I think is, I think is awesome. So uh, with this update, they've, uh, it basically removed all the Shadowlands dungeons, but Tazavesh. So you'll get Tazavesh Streets and Gambit as two on the rotation for Mythic Plus this season. But then joining them are the Mechagon dungeons, two of those, yep. Karazhan, upper and lower, and then Iron Docks and Grimrail Depot, which Grimrail, so excited. So excited. I can tell. <laughs> um, um, but no, I think I think it was really cool to... Like, so from my point of view, uh, to be fair, like I actually really like Mechagon dungeons. I think... Both yeah. of them are really fun to do. Um, Karazhan 2 is fun, so... Yeah. It's going to be really weird doing the Mechagon Dungeons without the final seasonal affix of BFA. The the, yeah. the one that let you skip all over the place. Exactly, yeah. There were some really zany, outside, yeah. really zany like um, outer Mechagon routes, or junkyard routes, whatever it's called, where you yeah. like we're zigzagging the map with these portals. Like you would go and you would set up a portal and you would take it back the other way. Yeah. And like, it was, it was crazy. Um, and you're not going to be able to do that anymore because you just, you won't have that affix and the new one doesn't give you a way to do skips. Right. So it'll be a little bit more, maybe linear, straightforward, but still fun to go back. I mean, Karazhan will be fun to go back too. That's still yeah. one of my favorite, like rate, like just straight up raids. Um, not even like the the dungeon that we'll end up doing. Yeah. Um, and then Iron Docks and Grimrail will be be interesting um, to go back to Wad to those two specifically. So the the yeah. funny thing is, 
so sorry. The well, you you don't like Grim Rail. I have a soft spot, soft soft I spot mean, in my heart. I wouldn't say I like hate it. Like, there are some people I know that are like, you know, fuck Grim Rail. That shouldn't have like they should have just vetoed <laughs> it. You know, whatever. I'm just like, it's very linear, and it feels like it's going to be very boring and very oh, awful yeah. on storming and very awful on sanguine. Like it oh, yeah. almost is like, you know, maybe they should just turn those affixes off is like, just like, Hey, listen, you have to do grim rail depot. Um, we'll double take pity on you and like turn off sanguine. They should, they should double it up. Mobs drop two sanguine puddles every time they die in grim rail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're twice as big too. <laughs> No, I th- but it'll be fun to, to just to go back to those since, I mean, I think this is the one thing we've talked about on a couple of podcasts. It's like there's so much content out there yeah. that Blizzard just doesn't make use of. That's like, this yeah. is a simple, fun thing. It's like you built yeah. all these massive dungeons, put all this time into it. And as soon as we leave that expansion, we never go back. And this but is like, something that they actually have done a little bit better with with um, Chromie leveling, like mm-hmm. Chromie time walking yeah. leveling. Being able to go and actually do wad dungeons, uh, as like you go and you spend your fifty levels doing warlords or draenor stuff, and that's very cool. And being able to like go back and do that, um, this is another like taking some of the end game stuff and revitalizing it, letting us play it again. Is oh yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see how this pans out. I'm a little bit concerned about specifically Upper Karazhan. Um. Because really? of all of the magic damage that was directed at tanks in that dungeon. Oh yeah, that's true. And because that was that tank, was the worm. The worm was yeah, in that one, right? The worm was in that one. The end boss has a lot of that one. The, oh, the yeah. eye has a lot of uh, magic damage on the tanks. I don't remember the oh Medivh, obviously Medivh. Yeah. Um, those are all like very magic damage heavy, and. Tanks are not as bad as they were in BFA about that. Like they were really, uh-huh. really bad in BFA. You would never have been able to do Legion Dungeons as a BFA tank. You would literally not be capable of doing it um, uh, just because of the bosses. The trash would be fine, but the bosses would not. Um, mm-hmm. This time around, it's going to be interesting. I feel like like Medivh is going to be a big wall. Like there's going to be a point where if you're playing yeah. like the classes that are not as good as, at dealing with magic damage, you will just get stuck because you just won't be able to live the magic damage unless your your comp is like built around not making you deal with the magic damage by like getting every kick. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that'll be. Hmm, I didn't think about that, but yeah, that that dungeon did have a ton of magic damage in it. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I don't know. It'll just be cool to go back. I mean. Oh the yeah, other, the other I'm very excited. This is the other interesting thing. The other interesting thing too is that the gearing, they're not changing the. Well, they mentioned a little bit about what's going to drop, but like if you don't remember, like in Wad, I think even in it was it Legion Two, um, I know Wad for sure. Like Nex and Rings had primary stat on them. Yeah, and they're they're continuing that. Yeah. So like Nex and Rings will drop with primary stat out of Iron Docks and Grimrail, and um. And they're I will significantly tell you, under budget compared to modern rings. Yeah, which is, I mean, I think they're, I think for healers, when I did the Mistweaver stuff, they're close. It's like a, like okay. a percent, half a percent in terms of like modern rings, but, um, like you're so never they're not use unusable. They're just not yeah. bis. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, Megagon rings, if you can make use of those, are going to be best for a, a ton of classes, right? The sets. And um, you were talking about this a little bit, like Drape of Shame from Karazhan for healers. If they actually upgrade the proc, is going to be really good. Um, that was the 5% increase of critical heals. Yes. Which is, like, huge. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting to see those old items. It's also, like, hilarious that there's, like, one weapon out of Mythic Plus, like, main stat int weapon, and there's, like, four trinkets and they're all terrible it's yeah all just bad yeah so it's like we're not doing so hot with the tank trinkets either we're gonna get people getting the titanium plating or whatever it was from oh, yeah. the mechagon dungeon that is really bad like awful awful yeah. trinket um i did pull up so scarzard did a blue post uh clarifying a bunch of stuff about the mythic plus season so first off i guess i want to mention Valor is uncapped and gear is uncapped. So normally at the start of a season before the raid releases, the item level of the drops is actually lower at uh, a plus 15 key than it normally would be in order to like keep it from being too good for raid. Um, right, right, right. And Valor has also got a weekly cap of like 750 or something. Those are both not going to be present you'll be able to grind to your heart's content immediately starting tomorrow in north america super excited yeah um we also have confirmation so the keystone decay is three levels so if you have an 18 key done this week you will get a 15 key on your reset from your vault um which or you know if you don't have a vault if you've let your key decay over time uh from a higher level you'll get one from the, the toss-up uh, vendor in Oribos. And they also confirmed a couple of things. Azerite armor is gone, so you will not get that in your vault like you could in BFA, uh, okay. which is good because it, it's all disabled. Um, and the Warlords of Draenor loot pool like structure is very, very different. I did not actually know this was how it was. I knew it was like wild if you look at the dungeon journal for yeah. a bit. I didn't know this was how it does. So apparently, uh, let me just read the read the quote. As some of you may know, Warlords of Draenor had a different loot system where over 100 items were shared between all dungeons. For season yep. four, Grimrail Depot and Iron Docks loot table will comprise of the items unique to those dungeons as well as a mix of items chosen from that large shared pool to bring it in line with other dungeons. So this basically means that if you've seen the like screenshots of the dungeon journal, like loot from Grimrail Depot, or if you go look at it on live, because you can do that, go look at the the loot that you could get from Grimrail Depot and see that it's got like, you know, 30 different rings in it and like a whole bunch of different main like pieces and a ton of necklaces and like 0% trinkets, for example. Yeah. That's not actually what you're going to be dealing with for the Mythic Plus loot table. Um, we don't know exactly what that uh, selected mix of items is going to look like, but I assume it's going to like basically bring it in line with the ratios that they use for current dungeons. Yeah, those old dungeons, it was uh, they would they would drop like there was each there was I think there was five or six sets, basically that contained every armor piece in that set, and yeah. dungeons could drop like. They drop all the chests from it, all the gloves from it, all like the belts from it. And then another dungeon right. would drop a different one. So yeah, so there was, imagine me trying to build my fun best in slot list 
and literally just having like 80 items to like choose from out of two dungeons. I was like, this is fucking asinine. Sorry. Sorry for my <laughs> language, but it was awful. And I did all this before this blue post. Right. So like at this point, like the wowhead guides from Miss Weaver, and I think pretty much every class are updated, but we're going to have to change it tomorrow when we actually see what goes live because these loot tables weren't updated on PTR. So yeah. Um, there's, there's also a clarification. And I think we mentioned this last week. I think this was like mentioned on Twitter or something last week, but um, non-Tazavesh Shadowlands dungeons are getting their base like mythic island level increased like they do every mm-hmm. season. But you are not going to be able to upgrade those with Valor. So there's not going to be any shenanigans with pooling like 3 million Valor and then upgrading your IQD from like rank 0 to rank 12. Um, you won't be able to upgrade it at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's why that's why I mentioned like a if you have a max level changeling or ruby right now, they're still decent to use into next season. You'll just never right. be able to get it at that item level next season. So Yeah. Um yeah, oh, and there's me. also a couple of small changes, tweaks to the Tazavest dungeons as part of this, which is interesting. Um, not very much. I don't want to go through all of it. I think for Gambit. The notable one is the Coast Walker Goliath, aka the Giants, are getting yeah. their their Tide Stomp nerfed pretty hard. Um, and in both dungeons, uh, we just have the note: enemy forces have been adjusted. I wonder no what that idea. means. Like yeah. it, it, the requirements for for count are going to be different, but like adjusted could mean anything. It could mean they've gone up. up or down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like, I don't know what to think about that. I'm, I'm afraid that they took Gambit and they were like, people aren't killing enough trash and yeah. like are going to make us clear the whole Murloc area in order to think, get count. I think that might be the, the case. Yeah. Which I think, I think they just added more to that dungeon specifically. I don't know about streets, but I know for Gambit, I think they've added some to it. So yeah, it sucks, but that's going to be a pain. It's Yeah. yeah. The um, there is a there's a strat for Gambit where you don't kill a bunch of the trash in the end area because it's way more dangerous. You kill right. enough to get through and enough to make doing the boss relatively safe, but then you don't kill the rest and you just like do the boss with it alive because there's a wall that <laughs> spawns. As long as you don't go too close to the wall, you won't pull it. Oh, interesting, interesting. Um, I didn't realize that. So you you kill like the pat, and I think the other two stationary ones are like on the other side of the wall. So okay. I, I don't know for sure. I've I've and I don't know if this is a legit strata or if this is like a like galaxy brain plus twenty two strata or something. Yeah. Um <laughs> it seems super dangerous, but potentially plausible. Yeah. Um and then you just go kill a whole whole lot of Morlocks. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. No, we'll we'll see, I guess, tomorrow when this stuff goes live what the actual adjustments are. Um that and then I guess a, a, a final sort of set of quick hitters because this was stuff that was sort of splatted around. But there's no new legendary ranks. I don't know if we mentioned that, but yeah. legendary stay at 291. There's no new crafters marks, so all your crafting stuff stays at its current item level. There's no new conduits, so your conduits um, stay at what level. The one nice thing is that the 278 item that gives you all conduits at 278 removes all restrictions in season four so you can just buy it 
yep. full 278 conduits. It's, um, it's still, I think it. it's got the rep requirement still, but it's oh, a very low. It? Okay. Rep. You have to be like friendly to get it right. Okay. It's gotcha. extremely low rep requirement. Okay. That's good. Actually, wait, that's no, good. you buy it from, no, it's the, right? it's the two, 236 one that's on the Zerath Bornis vendor that you buy. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This other one is on the like Covenant vendors. Covenant vendors. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. So there's no rep requirement for the 278 one, which is actually funny. It's going to be easier to get than the 236 yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and then the socket items from season three will no longer work in season four. So use them if you haven't. Or lose them. Um, but there will be, you will get season four socket items the same way. It'll be like six of the mythic or the great vault items or whatever. Yeah. Um, those currencies. So I think that's everything, um, that I can remember. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be a crazy season four, right? Like it's sort of yeah. kind of a fun, like extended end of expansion, like pre-patch almost event. Right. Yeah. Um, what I really want, what I really, really want to see tomorrow is like, oh you remember how crazy things got um, with corruption at the end of Nyalotha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That That's what I want. That's what I want for this tier. I want us to like, when, like and maybe not immediately, right? Like maybe we start like yeah. midway through Nyalotha and then we get these extra 26 eye levels and we're able to do things like, did you do the Nizoth speed strat? Yes. Where you yeah. you skip yeah. the like you don't do the mythic phase you don't do the final phase, you just like burn the boss during the yep. RP for the start of the mythic phase. That's like that kind of stuff. That's that's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot because we. Yeah, I, yeah. It'd be interesting to see what you do with like you know skipping maybe not jailer phases right, but you think of other bosses like Zymox like skipping like the final platform on Zymox or whatever right. Yeah. Um, pushing him real quick or yeah, Halandris just like never letting him stop moving. Right. Like he just literally yeah. like gets up at the start and just walks like <laughs> the just entire walks. way to the end, which would be just hilarious to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. I think would be fun to see um, if we can get to that level. But yeah, I agree. Like hopefully like three, four weeks in when we start that faded rotation again, it's just like easy, like just blasting. Right. Cause yeah, that's like, that was always the most fun about farm to me was like it was always nice to like not go back but to like do bosses and literally not have to think it's like pick up your loot pick up what you want and just sort of like roll through and have a good time with like your guild right it's the yeah the problem is is even even after we killed sylvanas all those times there was still like it was still i I still had to call it on cooldowns like i still had to call it on healing cooldowns and like Make yeah. adjustments as people die in the middle, and yeah, it just was, yeah, yeah. It definitely none of the raids this expansion have gotten as easy as the ones in BFA got towards the end yeah. of their lifetimes. Like that, I mean, Nihilith was really exceptional at how crazy things got because of corruption. But yeah. even even um, like BOD was like fairly straightforward at the end. You just kind of like did a ton of damage and and just crush the bosses and that was nice that was nice in in a way it's actually this is kind of closest the closest precedent for this is uh crucible of storms release where it like released and like even if you didn't do mythic you still got new items from the the new raid bosses um and then you could take those back into the 
the existing rain tier and like use it to further crush. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be fun to, hopefully it's tuned that way. I mean, I can definitely see Blizzard, you know, going the opposite direction. Like Mythic Sylvanas is still Mythic Sylvanas and still, uh, yeah. you know, like a two, three hours worth of wipes to get that muscle ah. memory back and re-kill it, which is just, I'm not for it. Like I'm not no. for it this season. No. Like imagine how long is it going to take you to get a mythic item with Dinar if that's the case? For like a, you know, I mean, obviously like women and Echo will get through it in the first week if it's tuned like that, which is fine. Yeah. Um, they did it the first time around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but for the rest of us, like if you need 20 boss kills to get a single Dinar item, a single mythic Dinar item, you need to get 20 mythic boss kills. If it's yeah. tuned real high, then we're not going to be like full clearing yeah. the first couple weeks at least. Exactly. So, yeah, it's going to be, you know, like week six or something before you can. Uh, no, it won't be that bad, but it'll be like week four that you get your first yeah. like mythic dinar item. And you already have your three dinar items at that point, too. Like, right. They're just not. They're just normal. I love it. Yeah. 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 It's just. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they hit that that tuning mark just right. And it's not. It's not bad in that regard, right. right? But I guess I guess we'll see. They I hope not, hopefully you blast. They did not give me what I wanted though. Which is <laughs> what was that? Removing Kelthazad uh, and Fate Scribe from the raid. Uh, maybe and Lords of Dread. Actually, I I am really curious. <laughs> okay, so we we have this looming in front of us. What do you think by the end of the season is going to be your least favorite boss from the season? Oh, out of all four raids or three raids, I'm sorry. Yeah, all three raids. Not talking oh, about progression, not talking about yeah. like how it was the first time you did it. In season four, what do you think is gonna be the lo- the boss that you like hate the most? I I mean it honestly might be Lords, to be fair. Cause I'm trying to think of like the old boss if there was like the personal responsibility that just slowly rots and kills you. Yeah. I don't I mean I think I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's going to be Lords for me. Um, now that you say it that way, I think for me it's going to be either Lords or Kalthas with or Kalthazad. Sorry, not Kalthas, the other uh, KT. <laughs> um, yeah. Or Fate Scribe. It really like Fate Scribe is like maybe not going to be too bad, but like Lords and Kalthas or Kalthas. I keep saying Lords or Kalthazad. <laughs> it's going to be one of those. Yeah. Two. Yeah, I mean, I I could I could get behind a little bit about Kelthazad. There's really nothing from Nathria that like SLG and like Council kind of, but I feel like you SLG can wasn't that bad on farm. Yeah, no, no, SLG really wasn't, and like Council was only bad because it was literally like we kill every other boss, and if we had time, we do Council. So it was like yeah. the last boss we do at the end of the night. It was always sort of a kind of a cluster, but yeah, um, yeah, I think it'll I think it'll end up being Lords probably if we talk about this like in a couple of weeks to be like, yeah, I hate this boss uh, with all passion and soul. And you have um, to kill oh. it to get to the jailer every week. Right. Yeah. Like, it's this skip sucks by the way. It's what <laughs> yeah. it removes like not even half the bosses. It does remove like, half the bosses. You still have, you have to do five. You have to do vigilant oh Antuan Lords, Rigalon and the jailer. That's ridiculous. That's not even a skip. It's worthless. I As opposed to like the previous ones were like, the Sanctum one, you go Terragru, Kel'Thuzad, Savannas. And the Castle of yeah. one, you go 
uh, Shriekwing, Sludgefist, um, SLG, and then Denathrius. It's like, okay, so we're we're still having to do like half a raid with yeah. the skip. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I guess, did, uh, did Sludgefish drop higher item level gear? No. Do you remember? He did not. Oh. So I'm going to be like, well, maybe they just made you kill the bosses that drop. Well, Anduin doesn't drop higher item level gear, so that makes zero sense. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. These raids. Yep. I mean, it's cool that they branch, but like, give us a way just to get to the last boss. That's all we care about, man. It's what mounts. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Just one mounts. But they actually, one final thing. They did confirm all of our skips will work. Yeah. Which is great. So you can, assuming it's not like tuned super high, you can just go straight through, you know, Shriekwing, Sledgefist, SLG, Denathrius, and kill everything except for Council of Blood. I'm so excited about that. Fuck that boss. That that and uh, that and Fate Scribe, I think, are going to be like my most fun skipped bosses. I think. Yes, because Fate Scribe is the yeah. same way. You can just not do it. Yeah. yeah. Fate Scribe has the like extra bit where like it drops one good item. It's a tank. Yeah, trinket, but and your tanks don't need it on farm, so you can just skip that's... it and no harm, no foul. Yeah, it's an easy skip. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny though. Oh man. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I am excited about the season. I think it's going to be fun to play retail. Um, but I think a lot of that fun depends on how they tune the raids, right? If they're yeah, if they're overtuned, I think it just becomes like unfun, and I probably something where I just we just kill so or we just kill um jailer and get mounts, and that's it. That's all we do. Yeah, it'll probably if it's not if it's tuned too high, what will probably happen for us is we just like get to like eye level three hundred eight or whatever um, the new realistic cap is. And then stop doing faded and just do mount farms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think we go for item level. If like it doesn't affect us farming mounts, like we'll probably just do it. It is gonna be a lot easier to get through that's true. Sepulcher with an extra 26 eye levels. Because you, you like you think about the hard parts of the, each of those bosses, like Rygalon becomes a complete joke because you just kill it before the like third uh yeah. third down phase. Lords of Dread, like we are hitting like in the 60% right now in the first burn with an extra 26 eye levels. The boss is in execute range. Yeah, it almost becomes like two swarm phases and you're done at that point. Yeah. Um, and just, just so it's just going to be like significantly easier. And then, like the jailer, you'll skip a bunch of mechanics. The jailer will actually be the worst because you'll skip at awkward times. Um, yeah, like, you have to learn the new timing. Yeah, we we had a poll last night. We got the healing absorbs that spawn uh-huh. right as we pushed out of phase three. That kind oh. of push timer is like really not great because those don't despawn. So we yeah. were like starting phase three with this, like we couldn't move away from the defiles and everything. We had to like <laughs> sit there, do the healing absorbs, and then move. It was very dicey. We all died. Oh, that's that's awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be fun though. Learning those new push timings. Yeah, but I then like those. on Anduin, everybody's going to be able to do the like the just speed strat where you just ignore phase two basically. You just pin his HP during the uh, ideally we'll be able to pin his HP during the first burn, 
Like just right, go straight yeah. to ten percent and start phase three and then kill him. Yeah, that'll be nice. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be a fun season to just sort of mess around. Hopefully it's like that. We'll Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So I will say I think one of the most interesting bosses for for faded specifically is gonna be Sludgefist. Because of the damage amps. Trying That's to true. like line up creation spark dispels so that you get damage amps on a ton of people during the damage amp from the boss. And it's not like yeah, the end of the true. world if you fail to get it, right? It's just going to be really awesome for your DPS when you do line it up. That's going to be fun. Yeah. It'll be like a fun little mini game with some of the affixes also. I just, I hope the affixes don't cause like weird mechanic overlaps or like yeah. issues where like, like you mentioned the Kel'Thuzad one where if it spawns a bunch of ads as you're split, like how do you handle something like that? Yeah. 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 Hopefully they're implemented with some level of like, yeah, I don't know. Consistency. Thought process. Yeah. Or yeah. just, yeah, consistent or like thought from the developers. We'll, we'll see though. I'm assuming they're testing all this on live anyway. So you'll make it, yeah. you'll make out well writing on Saturday, yeah. but our Tuesday yeah. might be a little rough. Yeah. So, yeah, like we haven't even, I was going to ask like, what are your plans for like your first week of season four? But like, we have no plans for the first week of season four. Effectively, our plan is to sit and watch Twitch streams on Tuesday and figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I mean, we're going to, our only goal is to kill Anduin this week. So, like, if we get Anduin now to get the skip, that's that's our goal. Everything else yeah. is gravy, so. I, I have no idea what we're doing for Sepulchre. Like, we want to go in and we want to get mounts. Um, but it's going to be so much easier to do with higher eye level that it, it and we don't have our own skip. But we I think we can borrow one from the other team because uh, yeah. they have people that are main swapping for Season 4 that have the skip. Because they, no, they don't have the skip yet either. Oh, we'll stop being so good at the game, being good, be on the same level as the main or the, uh, well, like the we, we extended team. twice in order to get jailer rekills for CEs, just because mm-hmm. like we were doing like this, this past couple weeks, just like reprog. There were some definite like failures there on the leadership end last week that led to us losing some time, but like we spent so <laughs> much time on Lords of Dread this week, yeah. Um, it, it is reprog so um we've only got three re-kills of or three kills of anduin so we don't have the skip yet i don't think the other team has a skip yet either but um i mean worst case we just go in with like plus 30 eye level and yeah it's true the bosses are gonna die real fast yeah maybe it's even better yeah I mean, with, the only problem I have with us, like the only thing that I'll see, like our raid leaders will say is like, because we raid on Tuesday, there's bound to be bugs. So like, yes. let's at least make it efficient. Like, yes, get the skip and then we can figure out where to go from there, basically. Yeah, I, I think that's very, very reasonable. It's yeah. just because we're on Friday, right? That, that we can see and adjust our plans. And if we look at it and it is like really hard and not great, then... <laughs> We'll go back into Sepulchre with like all of our Mythic Plus gear because people will be able yeah. to do Mythic Plus on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's true. And yeah. so we'll have just an extra 10 eye levels and a lot of on, on a lot of people and be able to just, you know, kind of crush it. Get all those new tier sets, tier set items. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. 
Oh man. Well, it'll be, it'll be exciting for sure. So. Yeah. I have no idea what to expect. This is going to, tomorrow is going to be an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's more for you than for me, but an adventure for us all. Well, it's not only like going into the rave and then all the updates I'll have to do to the wowhead stuff and all the guides and stuff like that'll be, yeah, it'll be great. Oh man. Uh, all right. And, um, last, last bit before we, we wrap up the podcast. Okay. Yep. What are you, what are your three dinar items? Assuming you don't get drops. Oh, uh, the two trinkets. So Kabbalist, Kabbalist hymnal, best trinket for Miss Weaver, uh, ocular gland, the eye trinket. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Pursuit of Victory, the weapon from Prototype Pantheon. Solid. Are the are the three. Actually, or I guess Maledict Opus, one of the two. I forget which one's better, but one of the two stabs you can get, um, either the Kel'Thuzad one or the the Prototype one, um, are your top three. And if you get those, or if you get one of those three, to be fair, if you do any sort of Mythic Plus, you get the Damage Trinket from Desagne. Um yeah. And then from there, it's like buy an item that's a gap item. Like, I don't know what to tell you after those three yeah. or those four. So I feel like tanks actually have it, have it kind of hard because you really want two sets of trinkets. You want two damage trinkets <laughs> for when you don't need de- defensives. And you want a set of defensive trinkets uh, because yep. the only good defensive trinkets next year are coming from raids, which is already four items. But for at least a brewmaster, you also want two vein rippers. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. So we're gonna. It's gonna be hard. I think that um, the correct play for most people is going to be to completely skip buying the defensive trinkets from the dinar vendor. You get your vein yeah. rippers, and you get um, one DPS trinket. Like cash in particular is very good. And the reason for that is there are going to be a lot of people rolling against you to get those items. Mm-hmm. Like Vein Ripper is used by every agility DPS. And uh, except for rogues who will use their rogue daggers. Um, and cash is also used by every agility DPS. So those are both going to be very high contention items. So they're going to be harder to get. Um, and also like the defensive trinkets you're going to want. You're going to want Aegis. Aegis drops from the third boss in Sanctum of Domination. You can just mm-hmm. go and pug that on normal, heroic, mythic, and get it from one of those difficulties and then upgrade the item using the currency. Right, yeah. Um, and the other one that you would probably want, like maybe a Fate Scribe Trinket, maybe a Trinket from uh, Reactive Defense Matrix from uh, Guardian of the First Ones. Mm-hmm. And... Fate Scribe, okay, that one I could definitely, like, if you want to cheat Death Trinket, I could definitely see buying that one with the Dinar because Fate Scribe is not puggable. It's just not. (laughs) It's really not. Um, But Guardian is. Guardian is very easy to do at a pug. So um, if you get a pug, like, if you have a skip and you can just, you could pug Mythic Guardian. Like, it's super possible to do. Interesting. But yeah, that's kind of it's basically vein rippers plus like a trinket, which is kind of unfortunate, but that is how it is. Um, yeah. I, yeah, think but it's, that, I mean, it's the same for I think almost every class is going to be like if you have a, if you have a high, highly contested weapon, get the weapon. And if you don't, then get your best trinkets. Right. Like that's the yeah the idea. Yeah. So 
Yep. I do think like the cadence of the Denar release is going to be kind of nice because we're going to get through two rounds of Sanctum before we get all of our Denar. Or like yeah. we'll get our last one during during the um, final Dinar week or during the mm-hmm. second Sanctum week. So what you can do is you can just hang on to it during that week and clear through Painsmith on each difficulty. And if you get it, then you can just keep it and upgrade it. And if you don't, then you can buy the buy the weapon. Yeah, yeah which is probably like the best advice is like hold on to it until you at least go through like one cycle of faded raids and then yeah buy what you missed right what you missed out on yeah at least vein rippers you you have the knowledge that it is insanely unlikely that you're going to actually get two as natural jobs natural natural drops so yeah um yeah and don't trade anything away <laughs> um but, uh, yeah I think that is going to bring today's show to an end. Uh, apologies again for the unannounced, unplanned delay. This will be edited and up later tonight. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we just got someone in chat. Whoops, I just <laughs> got here. Just in time ah, well. for us to do the outro. Um, yeah, exactly. But uh, thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you enjoy this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over on the Peak of Serenity, you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Peak of Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. It is a great place to come and hang out. Some very knowledgeable people, a bunch of people right now in every channel answering questions about what to buy with your dinar, despite (laughs) nobody having any dinar yet. But you know, soon. Soon. Yes, yes, yes. But thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.